Hi, my name is Crystal Asbury Burnett. I am a health and wellness coach, a certified personal trainer, and the co-owner of Infinite 30 Green Country in Owasso, Oklahoma. And I am pleased you've joined us for this episode of the Infinite Possibilities podcast. In each episode, we provide you with inspiration, insights, and ideas that can help you personally unleash all of the infinite possibilities in your life. On this episode, I will be speaking with a colleague of mine, Gloria Gettle. Gloria Gettle is going to share today with you her personal wellness journey. So I asked her a couple of questions before we started speaking, and I wanted to know what inspired her to change her eating patterns and her lifestyle behaviors. I asked how her current weight was affecting her life and if she had tried other types of weight loss programs or changed her eating. But most importantly, I wanted to speak with her about how important it was for her to make a change in her life and the impact on the weight loss had made in her life. So today I want to welcome to you Gloria Gettle. She's going to share her story about her wellness journey. Until the time I was, I think around 50. Um, and I will tell you a little secret I will be Medicare age this year. So I'm turning 65 in September. So around 50 years old, of course, we were in the brunk of, you know, raising our girls and they were, you know, in the teen years and all of that. Um, I noticed I started putting on weight. Um, so what I would do is start looking for something that would work. So I started, you know, doing this diet and that diet and, you know, lots of things would work and then it would come back on. And eventually I ended up having, um, actually it was a cancer scare um, and had to have a complete hysterectomy at that time. Um, and after that, put on a little bit more weight. Um, so, you know, it just kind of seemed that everything that I would do would work for a little while and then, it, you know, it would come back on me. So I, I really didn't know. I got to the point um, actually about 10 years later that I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I felt bad. I was the heaviest I'd ever been. Um, two years ago in March, I lost my precious daddy and I am um, the only daughter he ever had. Uh, I would my daddy was 89 years old when he, when he, you know, passed away. And prior to that, I would go down an hour from here and I would get he and my mother and I would bring them up to the day, you know, for the day to their doctor's appointments. They had heart doctor appointments and all kinds of appointments. And the one thing that um, hits me still to my heart, which is hard to talk about sometimes, is when I would take them to their heart doctor. The first thing they did was they got their weight. That was very, very important. And they were always helping them, you know, lose, lose weight or trying to stay healthy with that. So their heart would stay healthy. And they would get on their way and my daddy would laugh because he, he was a very Southern man and he was a little overweight as well. But he would turn to me after his time on the scale and he would say, honey, do you want to weigh? And I'd say, no, daddy, I don't. Every single time he would ask me, do you want to weigh? And I knew my daddy well enough to know it was his way of saying, honey, I can tell you've got weight that you don't need to have. And I, he just didn't quite know what to say to me. And then one day, he, my daddy ended up getting dementia and it never got, you know, really, really, really bad, but it was on its way. And one time he turned and looked at me 
and I won't use the word he did to me, but he was, he meant it so sweetly, but he said, it's okay. I love you anyway. And just remember my, my mother was really big, but he didn't use the word big. He used another three letter word and it hurt my heart. <laughs> it hurt my heart so much crystal that you know, at that time, I thought, you know, the doctors were telling us that daddy's memory would probably get worse. And I made a decision that day that I was going to do something about it. I didn't know what I was going to do, but before my daddy got bad, before he left this world, that my daddy would be proud of me. And he would see his little girl who was older then to be the girl that he wanted me to be. And, you know, there's something about a daughter and a daddy that I just wanted to make him proud forever. I really did. So I didn't know quite what to do. And then I had done, I did not know this, but I had done 16 different plans up to that point. And like I say, it was um, close to uh, five years ago that I found the plan that I'm doing now. And that's when I started losing the weight and losing it to where five years later, I have kept it off. The one thing of one of the greatest joys was watching my daddy on the other side of my table, look down at me, not look down at me, but look across the table one night. And when he had tears in his eyes and he said, now there's my Gloria, she's back. That's, and it that's just, special. That was very, very, very special at that time. So, yeah. So that, you know, I always ask people when they, when they come into a health journey, we all have strong whys. That's a very powerful why, you know, that, that it, that your that the impact of his, not only his, not, not necessarily his approval, but his seeing that he knew you weren't in a happy place, that that wasn't the Gloria that he knew. And I mean, you, you, and we do see that so much when people are struggling with their weight, they kind of lose their, a little bit of their identity and who they really are. Uh, we see so much of that when people are really struggling with their weight because they're kind of in an uncomfortable spot. And, 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 and you were very fortunate that he was able to see that, to see that change. I mean, what a blessing for you, for him to be able to see you take back that healthy side of who he knew and loved. And luckily he loved you enough that he could, in his own way, in his own words, inspire you. I think the one thing that I really have found with just struggling, because we've all struggled. I mean, there's not, uh, there's very few people in society today that don't struggle with their weight at some point in time. Um, some struggle with it for a very long period of time. For myself, it wasn't something until I was in my fifties. And then same thing, I started pulling away from kind of events and, and going places and doing things because I felt uncomfortable. I, I could get into my clothes, but I probably shouldn't have been wearing them. Yeah, you know, they were, <laughs> I, they would say, as I lost the weight, people say, those are cute jeans. Are those new? And I said, no, I probably just shouldn't have been wearing them before. <laughs> you know, I relate. So those are things that we always do. And I think that's when we talk about where, you know, where does your current weight and how does it affect your life? So mm -hmm. now that you've lost the weight, what's the difference? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You, well, you feel better. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm so excited to tell people, I'm not ashamed to tell people that I'll be 65 years this year, you know, 65 old years old, but I feel like I am 40. Number one, I get into cuter clothes. Um, I am still not in the size I was when I got married, but I'm in a 10. I feel good with that. You know, I, I really do. Um, 
I love the way my husband looks at me. We've been married 40 years. That's very important. I love the example that I'm setting. I do have two granddaughters now. And it's funny, the, the oldest one said to me recently, Gigi, I come to your house and all you have is healthy food. <laughs> and I just love it. So, you know, the impact that I can have on that child as well, as well as my second one. Um, friends, I had, you know, a, a person I was talking to today, I haven't seen them many, many years that watches Facebook and had seen pictures and called me and said, what are you doing? Can you tell me what you're doing? You know, so you never know who you can help with things that you struggled with, you know, as well. And that's just been my greatest joy in so many aspects of my life. Right. I think having, having empathy for people who are in that spot, you know, that yep. are they can understand you, you can relate to them. You know, I have a, I have a, someone that I, you know, that I, have had the experience of working with who's lost, uh, she was 230 pounds and she's now 135. Wow. Wow. And so, but you know, she can relate to people that I can't relate to because I've never been at that, but she, people will say, there's no way. And she'll show them pictures. And she goes, you want to see where I was before, you know, I really took back my health. And I think it helps people understand that, you know, whether it's 25 pounds or it's 50 pounds or more, no matter where you're at, you're uncomfortable in, or it, or it's affecting, you know, how you, you proceed in life. We have a, uh, you may have seen this in pictures, but someone will be kind of overweight or struggling with their weight or their confidence level. And we call it the bobblehead picture. Oh, I've not seen that. No, and so they, they, they kind of stand behind everybody in every family picture because they don't want to yes. be seen. And then as they start to lose weight, you see them to start to come out from behind people. And now they're a part of the picture. And that, and that, oh, it gives me such joy when I see those pictures change. It's like they, from, they went from being reserved and hiding behind their husband or their family. And all of a sudden they're in the picture. And I, I always, I will tell people, well, you, your bobblehead picture disappeared. And they're like, what? And I'll kind of explain my analogy. And they're like, I get it. I really do get it. I was kind of always wrapping my arms around my spouse because I didn't want to really be in the picture, but I wanted to be in the picture, if that makes right. sense. It does make sense. And I never knew that's what it was called when you said, well, it's kind of, <laughs> but I love that. I'll have to remember that. I kind of <laughs> made that up, but it was just kind of like, because you always think of the little bobblehead, you know, just, you know, all you can see is the head. And I think I loved what you shared about that. There were so many other things that you tried. There was just so many avenues that you tried. And I will tell you, and, and I tell people all the time, diets don't work. And why I mean that it's not necessarily saying that I'm negative about them, but I always tell people diets, you're either on them or you're off them. And a lifestyle is something you're always on. You know, it's always a lifestyle. So that's one of the things I really love about that. So I, so I always think about those things. So I, I love that you shared about, you know, being an, being a role model for your grandkids. I mean, what a, what a blessing to be able to do that. So it, as you, as you look at where you're at now and the progress you've made, what do you think? I mean, some of the things that you can share with other people about the journey. Well, the journey, first of all, you know, I do remember and when I first started out, of course, it's easier to be unhealthy than it is healthy. It takes discipline. You know, it takes work. It takes putting the reason you're wanting to do this out in front of you constantly. Um, you know, you've got to be dedicated. You've got to know 
where you want to go, just like with anything. I mean, you grow up, it's like, what do I want to do with my life? You know, you get married. How do you want to live? You know, just everything in life. You've got to be able to see what does your life look down the future? What, what does it look like? You know, I, I come from a, like I say, I'm a mom. I didn't mention her very much, but she is on 26 medications. Even now she walks with a walker. She has a lot of health issues. And, you know, I look at that and I think, I don't want my future to be like that. You know, I read a thing the other day by Clint Eastwood of all people, and he's 91 years old. And they ask him, why don't you act or look 91 years old? He said, you know what? I get up every morning and I don't let the old man in. And I thought, you know, I love that. It's perspective on how are we going to live our life. And we have a lot of influence on how we're going to age. You know, again, I can't believe I'm going to be Medicare age. Yes, I am, but I don't feel it. And so I know that the aging process is happening. So I just want to take care of the vessel that I have on this side of heaven. I've got one chance to really make it count in so many ways, but health-wise, if you don't have your health and you can't move around, you know, it's, I don't know. I can't even imagine life like that. So I'm going to do my very best to be the healthiest I can. Um, my husband loves to travel. Um, I hope one day, and right now I plan on working for a, a while, as long as God wants me to work, I'm going to be there. But um, I want to, I want to travel with him sometime, you know, and feel cuter in my clothes when we go to those islands, maybe, or, you know, that I just, you just kind of picture yourself down the road at what you hope your life might be like. And I, and I can relate as there as well as, you know, as having a mom in her eighties who, whose health has been very fragmented and very frail the last few years. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've always said is that, uh, I really want to take the best care of myself as I possibly can. I'm in my sixties as well. And so I, I tell people all the time, you know, I'm going, I'm going down fighting, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can. And I will tell you, I've, I've, I've said this before to people when I visited with them about how important our health is. I will tell you, people don't understand that it is there. It is very frail, especially today. In today's world, it's even more frail than it used to be. And I think we really have to put it on the agenda. And you're exactly right. It does take discipline. I tell people you have to get up every day with intention. What is your intention? You know, what is your intention? Are you going to let date today slip by or are you going to live with intention? And I think it's important for us, you know, as, as, as parents, you know, I have a daughter and, and she's now, you know, expecting her first baby. And so I want to have that role model of being a healthy Gigi and, and, and being able to, you know, get down on and play with a baby and, and take, you know, and have all those things, like you said, and travel and all the things that come along with being living in a healthy lifestyle. And so same thing with myself, I see my mom struggle and some of hers is not reversible just to do to, you know, smoking for many years and, you know, now the oxygen and like you said, multi, just the medication levels that some of our parents are having to take um, so that it's, you know, it's just one of those things that they deal with. So I always, I always reflect back to that, how important our health is and it, it is important. And that's, I will tell people, you know, what you do today in six months, your body will thank you for because, because you, you've taken the initiative. And I think too, the biggest thing I find in, in really approaching wellness, rather than just focusing on weight loss, because wellness comes in lots of pictures, you know, it comes in, you know, what we eat, you know, what we surround ourselves with, you know, how we move, you know, exercise, it's, it's a well-rounded picture. It's also in what we think in our head, 
you know, we can get up every morning and have, you know, have those thoughts of, I can't do this. It's too hard. What do you think are the, the, some of the tips that you can share about getting past some of those hurdles? Well, and I have to, you know, I have to sometimes um, be wise about um, what I say. But one thing I do know is I do like to use scripture, of course, sometimes to, you know, I do believe that I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Number one, um, I can't rely on my own power. It is through God that helps me do those things. But, you know, even with um, people that, that we're put around on this face of this earth, um, to have people that are supportive around you, to encourage you, um, to walk with you, that's been a huge thing to have a girlfriend, a spouse, or someone that's really going to have your back and keep going the accountability piece. And I find that sharing with lots and lots of others, you know, I'm doing this because I really want to be this way. I want to be healthy. Um, So I encourage people to do that. Um, I encourage people not to say, I can't do it because you can do it. Uh, You know, I hear all the time, I can do this. I can do this. Um, And then sometimes it's just sitting down, having a conversation with the people, with the person, you know, about where's that coming from and being a friend to them and, and just really listening to them. Sometimes people have never listened to them about why they think they can't. Um, so I would, I will encourage them, but I tell people they can set, do anything that they set their mind to do. Again, they've got to know the reason they want that, what very thing, you know, and that's weight loss. If it's coming off meds, whatever it is, is it be able to run a 5k? Um, they just got to start. They just got to start and then they, they can do it. That's great. So one of the things that I think for myself is in number one, and I, and I, I'll have people come in and they'll ask me questions. And I say, you know, I do exactly what you do. I live the same lifestyle that I'm helping you live. And I always think that's really important that they understand that we're in the trenches with them and that we, we have the same challenges. There's days you just think, Oh, I don't want a meal prep today, you know, or I I'm just going to go out to dinner and, you know, have whatever I want. Um, I'll pay the consequences usually for it. That's right. That's right. Uh, usually, usually, yep, yep, but yep. I always tell people that's called life and life happens and you, and you travel and you go on vacations. And I think the one thing that I really wanted to share with people is that what we do is a lifestyle and that it can happen. You can travel, you can go to birthday parties, you can do all the things because we're not, you know, we're not limiting people to what either we're giving them choices. We're giving them the avenues of saying yes or no to a healthy lifestyle. That's right. So uh, what is your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? As far as guiding somebody, as they kind of go into the trenches, as they go into the trenches, well, first of all, they're going to go into the trenches. There's going to be, I think, ugly habits that, you know, we've done for years and years that are going to raise their ugly heads, if you will, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take practice, you know, practice makes perfect, if you will, we may not ever be perfect, but we're gonna be a whole lot better. I mean, I love what you say that, you know, you and I and others like us that do what we do. um, We are in those trenches, and we do have temptations. And we do have times we have, we all had Christmas that we just came through, you know, we've all just had the two year of the COVID what used to be the COVID 19 This the COVID 29. Now, you know, so it's like, you know, everybody has those 
ups and downs in life. The, the trick is, or not the trick, but the reality is being able to know how it not to take you away again to a place you don't want to go and to come back to what you do. And I think that's practicing that lifestyle. You know, what is it? It takes two years to really create a new lifestyle. You can't do it overnight. You didn't get here overnight and it's not going to do it. You know, it's not going to, it's going to take time. So, you know, to have somebody say, it's okay, you know, and I usually tell people this, that um, anybody that may hear this is probably that knows me, has heard me say this before. I know there's a reason God put your eyes in the front of your, your head. I mean, you know, they're not the back of your head, they're in the front of your head. So you learn from what you did that's, you know, maybe set you back a little bit, but you keep looking forward. You know, you just keep looking forward at that destination you want to get to. And so, you know, to, to give yourself, um, you know, uh, just space or whatever to know that you're got, not going to be perfect. Right. And, but you just keep trying over and over and over. I'd much rather help somebody that keeps trying and trying and trying that somebody that just gives up. I mean, you can't help them anyway, but you know, um, but you want to help people that want to be helped. And they sometimes just don't know what to do. They want that direction. Right. I love to love people. I love to, cause I know exactly what they're thinking. I, I know I know how that feels. It feels hopeless sometimes. And it feels, you know, you're around all your friends and they're being able to do this and they're able to do that. You know, you're around your family. Oh, oh but that's a whole nother thing. You know, I was around, um, you know, family at Christmas and most of them do very unhealthy lifestyle things. Well, that gives me the courage to go, I can be different. I don't have to do this. I can set the example. And actually it feels good now instead of being tempted to do what others are doing. I stay on the healthy side, which is great. Yeah, it is. And I think, I think one of the things that we, we all struggle with, and it, it, a lot of it's societal where we are, we are bombarded with fast food and, you know, unhealthy food. And I mean, it's, I tell people all the time, you go down any major street and you're going to pass anywhere from 10 to 15 fast food restaurants on your way to work or from work to home. So it's, it's convenient and it's cheap, you know, so we find people that are just living out of, you know, out of a a to-go box basically, because it's convenient, it's quick, it's easy and it's cheap. And so I, you know, and I always tell people, it does take time to look at the perimeter of the sh- at the store and and shop the perimeter and buy fresh fruits and vegetables and cook. You know, I I my mom cooked. We ate three yeah. meals around the dinner table growing up. And if you were to ask most parents today, a lot of them number one, their parents aren't cooking, and number two, they're not eating around a dinner table. That's right. You know, they're that's right. In front of a TV screen or in front of a computer or whatever. And so, you know, one of the things that we really do establish is you know, really get back to the basics of buy your food in the grocery store, mm-hmm. show you how to buy the food, what food is your best option. I love, well, we look back and when COVID first hit, people would say, well, I can't find this in the store. I can't find this in the store. What yeah. was interesting was we weren't having any problem finding food because the fresh food wasn't getting hoarded. That's right. It was all the pizzas and the, right. you know, and the, and the uh, you know, fish sticks and all that stuff that was getting hoarded. And so people would say, I, I'm not having any problem finding apples or bananas or, you know, f- meat got a little bit scarce there for a while, but it was interesting because I was like, but you go down those 
junk food aisles and there was no potato chips. There was no popcorn. There was no pizzas in the freezer section. And that's what most of our society is eating. And I think one of the things that I really enjoy and what we do is that we're really educating people on how to get back to the basics. Of all the things that you've done in your health journey, you've made a lot of impact, not only in your family. Can you tell me some stories or people that you've made a huge impact that because of what you, how you've taken back your health, you've impacted them? Oh my goodness. Um, yes, I actually can start with a girl that I actually saw today. I don't know if she's going to hear this or not, but um, I haven't seen her in quite a few years, but I've known her over probably 20, 25 years or whatever. A young girl in her late 40s um, came to me, the heaviest she's ever been. Um, I won't use a name, but um, of course, um, diabetic, you know, a lot of other health things going on. Um, And so just the look on her face, just, I just put my arms around her and just hugged her. I was so thankful that she was finally, she was reaching out for help and that God had opened the door for her to allow me to help her. Um, We're just starting a journey together, starting today, but that one's going to be stay tuned because it's going to be a good one. Um, I have a girl that I helped. um, Again, I'm not going to mention names that actually walked into our store about maybe close to three years ago that was seeing a doctor over at one of the major hospitals. They couldn't find out what was wrong with her. She was having her esophagus stretched every three months. She literally was getting to the point they could not help her anymore. They didn't know what it was. And of all places, which was not on her way home, she decided to ride through our neck of the woods, as we say here in the South. And she saw our store and thought, well, that's kind of intriguing. And so she came in and the next thing you know, she is finding out through the plan that we offer, what was happening to her. I've helped a girl that was told, and this was back when I first started with this company, but she was told she'd never walk again. She was in a wheelchair. I've actually got a picture of her hanging in my store of her hiking on top of a mountain. I've got a video of her running. Um, She went um, to, you know, from way up in the 40s percent body fat down to 21%. just amazing stories. And you know, it's interesting because I'll have people say something like, thank you so much for helping me. And I'm like, I just went on the journey with you. I just was on the journey with you, guiding you and directing you and educating you and supporting you. Because I think a lot of times what people need, they need a lot of things, but I think number one, they don't know what to do. So they need our help to understand what to do. They need to understand that I, I always use the, the thing, give yourself some grace give yourself grace because you know what? It's just like you said, they didn't gain the weight overnight. They're not going to lose it overnight, but also encouraging them because I think in the, what we call diet industry, so many things are the quick fix, you know, this, that, and the other. And then people get kind of, I don't know, kind of an unexpected idea of what their results should be. And that's why I always tell them every person's individual, you know, every person's an individual, every person loses the weight differently. Every person finds out different foods work for them and don't work for them. And I love that. Um, You know, I always tell the reason I ask stories is I think stories are very relatable to people. And we have one unique story that Brad and I shared uh, at a prior location that uh, was a couple that came in. He was uh, just shy of 300 pounds. 
so he went to his doctor and his doctor said, you know, if you, you are a walking time bomb. And I'm thankful that his doctor was bold enough to say, you need to do something. Well, he had heard about what we do and contacted us. He and his wife came and she decided she was going to do the, do the program with him because she wanted to support him. And so we, you know, put him through the process and through the process, he lost almost a hundred pounds. She wow. lost almost 50 pounds, but I'm going to tell you what is the best part of the story. It's not about weight loss. Yeah. So it is the fact that he had come into my office and was getting ready to meet with Brad because Brad was his coach. And I said, you know, I'm just so proud of you guys. You guys look so amazing. He said, we went to the pool this summer and we couldn't even enjoy spending time with the boys because we were being accosted by everybody. Like, what have you guys done? Yeah. Because they looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And he said, you gave me back something I needed so much. And he said, you gave me back my marriage mm -hmm. and you gave me back my boys. And they were two and five. And he said, because when I would come home from work, Crystal, I would put a video in because I was too tired to play with my own children. That's precious. Precious. Said, now I'm down on the floor, roughhousing with them. But he said, what you gave me and my wife back, our confidence, how we feel about each other, how we respect each other. And he was in tears. Yeah. And that's when I said, this is so much more than just weight loss. In closing, I'm going to tell you, we have a couple of you know, quotes, I love what your, what your daddy likes to share, but I always tell people the greatest gift you can give yourself is the gift of health. That's right. Because every, every person that loves you and cares about you benefits for you giving yourself that gift. Right. I think if we as human beings would truly, and I love that, but truly value ourselves with, you know, and if you, if you don't mind, I will bring in a scripture I love, Psalm 139. And it tells us that we are unique creations. And so many times our things that we've gone through in life, we don't believe that about ourselves. We don't believe that we're worthy and that we're lovable and that we can love ourselves. And, you know, the thing is we've got one vessel, one time on this side of heaven to take this vessel and make it worthwhile and do something good with it. So to believe yourself, to love yourself, to know that you can be the very best you that you can be. And that's what we love helping people with. As I finished my conversation today with Gloria Gettle, there were several things that really came to mind. Number one, that the impact in weight loss, her personal journey, had ended up resulting in her taking on a new career as a coach at Infinite 30. As we go through the process of coaching, I always talk to my clients and our members about different things. But the one thing that I always ask, ask people to talk about is to begin planning. Um, as Gloria talked today, there were changes that she had to make. One of the things that I talk about a lot with our clients is about planning their food. The reason that this is such an important tool is that it teaches us the skills of making decisions ahead of time. How often do we promise ourselves we'll eat better only to be derailed by the sight of a fresh donut in the doctor's lounge? We end up making all sorts of impulse decisions around food that don't give us the results that we actually want. And once we've eaten off plan, we go down the spiral of making excuses, beating ourselves up for being so weak, and undisciplined, 
and we think something must clearly be wrong with us. The way to overcome this in the moment brain drama is to use the prefrontal cortex to make decisions ahead of time about your food, decisions that will help you get the results you want. That means deciding at least the day before what you're going to eat and when. Make sure it's realistic. Make sure you're committed to what you've planned. Then all you have to do the next day is follow the plan. No decision needed. As you work on this skill, you'll develop a deep trusting relationship of yourself and you can create a sense of stability and control for yourself. Then when you have those urges to eat in the moment, but instead continue to follow your plan, the brain actually starts to quiet down. It becomes very easy to skip over or ignore those loud and intrusive suggestions from your primitive brain. Today, I want to answer a question that I received in our mailbox. This question is from Carrie in Arkansas. Crystal, how can I stop eating the foods that aren't good for me? I seem to have no willpower. Do you have any hints or tips for me to look at food differently? What are your things that I can do on a daily basis to help me be more successful in my food choices? I love Carrie's question. It is actually several different questions kind of all wrapped into one, but I'm going to share with you something that I share with our members at Infinite 30 Green Country and also our coaches do as well. And it's called the food traffic light system. So how it works, we all have red light foods. We all have yellow light foods and we all have green light foods. Red light means stop. Red foods are a no-go either because they don't help you achieve your goals or you have some trouble eating them in a reasonable amount. Often red light foods are processed foods like chips, candy, ice cream, and pastries. Red foods can also be foods that you're allergic to or intolerant to. Yellow foods means proceed with caution. Yellow light foods are sometimes okay and sometimes not. Maybe you can eat a little without feeling ill or you can eat them sanely at a restaurant or with others, but not at home alone. Yellow light foods might include things like bread, crackers, pasta, granola bars, seasoned nuts, but they're not the worst choices, but sometimes they may not be the highest in nutrition. Green means go. Green foods are a go. You like eating them because they're nutritious and they make your body and mind feel great. You can eat them normally, slowly, and in reasonable amounts. Green foods are usually whole foods like fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fats, dairy. Now go out and create your own red, yellow, and green light food lists. Everyone's list will be different. You might leave ice cream in the freezer untouched for months, where someone else might need a restraining order from that rocky road swirl ice cream in the refrigerator. Once you have your list, stock your kitchen with as many green light foods as possible. Choose the yellow foods that you can allow in your house wisely, and red foods are be to be eliminated entirely. So now, Carrie, go take some pressure off your willpower and surround yourself with the foods that support your goals. 
But the big takeaway of this month's podcast is Gloria sharing her story of how she was ready to make a change, the changes that she made, how those changes impacted her life, and how they've changed her future and now her career as an Infinite 30 facilitator. I want to thank Gloria for sharing her story and sharing a passion that we have together as all of us as facilitators at Infinite 30 really feel a passion and a purpose in coaching those that we know and those that we get to know through this process. But just remember that it doesn't matter your physical condition, your weight, or even your emotional state. You can improve your health and the quality of your life. You can get started on your wellness journey. Just take it one step at a time and you will see the results. Today's episode of Infinite Possibilities was edited and produced by Carson Roach Howe, Bob Beatty, and our executive producer, Georgia Goppert. I'm Crystal Asbury Burnett. Thank you so much for joining me. Just remember, you can reach us at any Infinite 30 location, infinite30.com, and we would love to hear from you and get your comments about our show, as well as any wellness and nutrition questions you might have. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you use. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and pass it along to a friend. Until next time, I hope you experience a life with infinite possibilities.